Okay, welcome back. Hope everybody's well. Today uh, is, I believe, the 22nd installment reading Dao De Ching from Arthur Whaley and D.C. Lao translations with commentary and um, references to raw material and Buddhism and Advaita Vedanta and Western metaphysics and a bit of Heraclitus. Uh, today we're looking into uh, chapters 54, 55, 56 and uh, moving our way to concluding the 81 chapters of Tao Te Ching. So today we start on 54, next time 57, then 57, 60, <laughs> 63, 66, bear with me, 69, 72, 75, 78, looks like nine more to go, or nine or so, so uh, I guess we will uh, finish uh, in January, so or so, January, February. Uh, today, what we'll see in chapters 54, 55, 56, uh, again, is um, discussion of Tao and um, its applications, uh, particularly to the individual and then to the collective. Uh, not so much here the um, ruler and how the ruler rules, but uh how how one becomes how uh, the nature of of the transformation that occurs by living in conformity with Tao and Tao Da by um acquiring the power or the of Tao uh, living in conformity with Tao whatever that means um equals uh uh acquiring or being in harmony also with the power of Tao or Tao Da, that then is a certain way of living and a certain approach to life and self and relationship and uh, has multiple consequences and leads to certain transformations of self, obviously, and life. And that's what we're going to see here. So let's... I'm going to read... <laughs> What I've seen a lot here recently is that D.C. Lao's translation is actually better. Um, so we'll see the differences, and they sometimes they're they're notable between Whaley and Lao. So Dao Te Ching, Chapter Fifty Four, First Arthur Whaley translation. What Dao plants cannot be plucked, what Dao clasps cannot slip. By its virtue alone can, by meaning by its virtue, or de, alone can one generation after another carry on the ancestral sacrifice, apply it to yourself, and by its power, or de, you will be free from dross. Dross is uh, uh, rubbish, junk, debris, <laughs> what, what is um, worthless or unnecessary. So, apply it to yourself, and by its the, you'll be freed from dross. Apply it to your household, and your household shall thereby have abundance. 
Apply it to the village, and the village will be made secure. Apply it to the kingdom, and the kingdom shall thereby be made to flourish. Apply it to an empire, and the empire shall thereby be extended. Therefore, just as through oneself one may contemplate oneself, so through the household one may contemplate the household. And these are capitalized words at the end of the sentences, meaning oneself with a small o, and then contemplate oneself with a capital O, meaning through um, each of these levels of experience or being, one may be able to, if one seeks, to contemplate its ideal, the ideal form of um, self or household or village or kingdom. So this is a little bit hearkening into Platonic ideal forms or the ideal way, uh, and I'll explain this anyway, So, therefore, just as through oneself one may contemplate oneself, so through the household one may contemplate the household, and through the village one may contemplate the village, and through the kingdom one may contemplate the kingdom, with a capital K, and through the empire one may contemplate the empire, with a capital E. How do I know that the empire is so? By this. And that's a kind of a stock phrase that we've seen before. How do I know it is? By virtue of what it is. How do how does the Tao act? By being the Tao. And that's the self-same, the self-so, the always-so. This is a, a, a way of expressing, um, expression of, tr- of expressing or stating uh, true nature being expressed. Uh, harmony of nature and function. Essence and expression. And I just went into this yesterday a little bit in the um, Hemavata Sutta, in Sutta Nepatta um, Buddhism, from a discussion of uh, tying in with the raw material, where Ra said to, to Don, our purpose is our nature, or we are those of the law of one, we are those of one, our purpose in speaking and communicating through L and L, our purpose is our nature, meaning one, meaning there's no separation, there's no division between their expression, which is fulfilling their purpose, and their true nature, with which they're fully in harmony. They, the, 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 they become, the, the, the distinction between me and my true nature falls away. Okay? There's not me and my true nature, there's true nature of that being, expressing itself fully, freely, uh, with um, without impairment, without distortion, without diminishment of its full potential true nature expression. And that's function. So, uh, function f- perfectly expressing nature. How is it that Tao does what it does? Because it's Tao. <laughs> and that sort of is like intelligent infinity or the one infinite creator, right? We talked about that as Tao, as a stand-in for source of light, right? So, what Tao, there's a funny sentence here that I mouthed myself, what Tao clasps cannot slip. Um, So we're talking about what is established by God, or what uh, arises uh, in creation or what has been created from source. The, the, the difference between 
um, that which is created by source and that which is created by that which source has already created. So the difference between God and God with a capital G and the gods with a small g, the difference between the one that creates light and the activity of those creations of light like higher dimensional beings or gods with a small g or humanity. So what the creations create uh, usually is distorted until they're perfected. What the source creates is perfected or perfect because um, it emerges from um, from source, <laughs> but it, it emerges um, from infinity um, as a perfect expression of the, the plan or the mind of infinity. So what emerges from uh, thunder perfect mind, <laughs> if anybody remembers what that is, thunder perfect mind actually is a Gnostic tractate. That's the, it, the, the, the text is not as cool as the title, but it's a pretty cool title called Thunder Perfect Mind. Uh, what emerges from the thunder that emerges of perfect mind, like what Tao plants or seeds, um, cannot be undone, or what <laughs> thunder clasps or grabs or what source um, maintains uh, remains or continues. Uh, and so that planting or seeding or grasping or holding or maintaining in terms of laws of creation, right? laws of karma, you can't undo the law of karma. You can't undo seven dimensionalities or the seven, seven dimensional octaves. They cannot be undone. Orion cannot um, do that. They can screw around within them, but they can't undo seven-dimensional octave structure. Likewise, uh, they can screw around with mind, um, but the one that holds mind, or mind-body-spirit complex, or higher self, um, is beyond uh, manipulation. And so by its duh, so there's Tao and duh, by its duh, uh, only by the, by that power, one generation after another can carry on ancestral sacrifice, which is you know <laughs> the way they were thinking 2,500 years ago in China. The importance of respect for the ancestral line, or worship, or appreciation of divine order, and seeking to be in harmony with that for benefit of self and other. And then the point is that the various applications of Tao, or uh, living in conformity with Tao and thus living in conformity with the laws um, and particularly the law of karma and um, Buddhism <laughs> expresses by an understanding of um, the primacy the critical importance of virtue shila uh, pancha shila, the five and the, all the basic moral codes uh, encouraging harmlessness or of expressions of harmlessness in thought, word, and deed. Um, the importance of right speech, right action, right livelihood. The basis of the Eightfold Path, which is the basis of uh, total self-transformation, or continued, or steady, or safe self-transformation. I mean, what's the purpose of that? 
The purpose of that is so you don't go to hell. <laughs> the purpose of that is so that that we don't set ourselves up for suffering. Because um, in a universe of, of one life, of unity, what goes out comes out, comes back, and what comes to us uh, is in t intrinsically um, associated with us as creator. And so what we create, we experience. We experience our creations, like the one infinite creator does too. And so that's uh, the law of karma applied multidimensionally, multi-incarnationally. Um, that's the way it is. And um, in harmony with that, we um, seek to do what's good for us, which happens to be good for other, which in some cases, like we said, means leaving people that don't want to hear us or with whom we'd only have conflict or when we have an emotional charge of anger or frustration. Um, moving away. Let them go. Let them say what they say. Let them do what they do. And that's um, self-care, is to depart the distorted, like Chongsa said. When it's straight, I help it along. When it's crooked, I leave it alone. That principle can be applied sometimes. It should be. Sometimes when it's crooked, it's valuable to step in and help. Or take control, even, depending on the circumstance. But <laughs> that's a useful principle. When it's crooked, leave it alone. Um, meanwhile, um, the principle of of remaining in accord with with nature, trying to accord with true nature, our true nature, the true nature of others, or the val the the essential universal purpose of relationship or incarnation, right? What are the principles of of incarnation? Well, I learn, grow, help. The principles of relationship: learn, grow, help. <laughs> I think. And um, the the importance of virtue. So applying it to self, and by its duh, we're freed from what's unnecessary, what's low, what's crude, what's harmful, what drags us down, what stops us, what blocks us. That's the dross. Apply it to the household, and the village, and the kingdom, and the empire, and each of them flourish or benefit in various ways. Uh, and then by each of these, uh, e at each of these levels of being, <clears throat> individual and collective, self, then the family or the household, the village, the kingdom, the empire. And so there's this sequential expansion of uh, collectivity, expansion from the individual to the empire. I'm not encouraging empire, but <clears throat> in in what was written here, um, looking very Confucian, <laughs> looking like a very Taoist response, looking like the Taoist response to Confucius, talking about the way of rightly ordering, properly harmonizing individual and family and nation and um, the collective based on the individual, the individual playing a role or in harmony, how that's done. You know, humans don't do very well generally. And people don't know how to make peace together. And people seem to value uh, control over peace. You can't get to peace by way of control and domination. You can get to victory, uh, domination over other by control, by seeking to control and fight and beat down. <clears throat> but that's no peace. <laughs> There's no peace there. Peace is, comes from love. 
and love comes love is of acceptance and acceptance is of harmonizing and seeking win-win and seeking to be of benefit seeking in relationship both seeking benefit for both both seeking mutual benefit win-win if it's not win-win it's a law it's a loss and a win-loss is a loss for both there's no there's no win-loss when there are two parties uh, is a loss for both that that's a pretty particular view and it's often the case <laughs> and if the two really decide to stay in relationship whether it's two nations or two people in a relationship or people in a family <clears throat> if they wish to keep their relationship they better choose whether they want peace or domination because if they want to control and dominate they won't have any peace they'll only have conflict and continuing strife so meanwhile <clears throat> if we contemplate um, this is a kind of a useful formulation from Whaley the second half here if we contemplate the true nature of self and household or family and village small collective kingdom larger collective under some ruler and empire the expansion of that collective in other lands which usually is not a good thing here uh, if we contemplate their true nature we may discover their true nature <laughs> if we contemplate the essential nature of that collect of that formation uh, self family uh, neighborhood um, collective society nation and then its expansion by contemplating it we may discover its true nature by that uh, we may be able to better apply um, the principles of of harmony how do I know that it is because of it <laughs> uh, meaning how do I know what things are because of their true nature meaning assuming <laughs> presuming that the, the, the writer here or the sage um, penetrates to realization of true nature of what he's contemplating so DC Lao chapter 54 what is firmly rooted cannot be pulled out what is tightly held in the arms will not slip loose through this the offering of sacrifice by descendants will never come to an end cultivated in your person and its duh virtue will be genuine virtue power cultivated in the family and its virtue will be more than sufficient cultivated in the hamlet which was village and its virtue will endure cultivate it meaning Tao or the principles in the state and its virtue will abound cultivate it in the empire and its virtue will be pervasive hence look at the person through the person look at the family through the family look at the hamlet through the hamlet look at the state through the state look at the empire through the empire how do I know that the empire is like that by means of this meaning <clears throat> he's using Tao to discover Tao or using Tao to discover Tao and its application uh, by as Dauda in um, the wise approach to person family uh, home or hamlet village or state and nation or empire so in one's person in the family or home in the hamlet or village in the state or nation in the empire 
these are the five levels <clears throat> of organization or collectivity, starting with the individual to the to the social, and uh, <clears throat> very much Dalda is not just the power but also its virtue. This is exactly in line with the Confucian and I Ching notion that uh, greatness cannot be separated from rightness. True, what is truly great is also truly right. And so that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, the three laws, the law of free will, the law of love, law of light from Ra, right? And the nature of light is love. So it's called love, light, light, love, intelligent energy, love, light, light, love. Uh, those two are uh, bound up in the nature of the great or the law of free will, which is will, which is power. And so the power of the logos <laughs> or the power of the one infinite creator in the raw material terminology, the power of the one infinite creator, um, which is uh, delineated or expressed or pointed to in the uh, terminology of uh, the first of the three laws being the law of free will is the law of infinite power it's free it's infinite and it's of will that's dauda or duh but it's intrinsically virtuous or right and so that's the great whose nature is right the right is the fact that um, it's it's um, inseparable from love, right? That's why Ra, which is enablement, the law of love, second principle, Ra said, is basically what allow what enables the infinite will uh, of one infinite greater, or Godhead or intelligent infinity, what enables its infinite will power to express light by way of love, so. The action of free will upon love gives rise to light. And that means that the action of Dauda gives rise to the 10,000 things, which are forms of light. And that includes the levels of organization, <clears throat> or levels of consciousness, or levels of uh, beingness, from the individual through to the collective, and dimensionalities, uh, all vibrating light, in transitory form, uh, arising, persisting, decay, and pass away. In that's anicca, and <clears throat> uh, all established by um, uh, love-based will, or love-infused will, or the power of source uh, inseparable from love, and so. The power, infinite power, that's inseparable from love. What we call love could have been called the law of free, the law of enablement. The law of love is the law of enabling will to generate light, or enabling um, the logos or the creator to manifest by light, which for us is the enabling of so-called us to be and see and grow and return to true nature. Um, so, in harmony with those principles, or uh, looking into all that, we'll find what it's all about, and um, see true nature, and the inseparability of, uh, of greatness with rightness, or the um, action of free will upon love. 
and um, cultivating these principles uh, brings benefit to self and other. Okay, so let's go on. Tao Te Ching, chapter 55, um, more of a discussion of um, uh, the consequences of, of living in accord with Tao and Tao Te, uh, how um, the nature of the transformation, the transformation of life and function, associated with um, life in harmony with Tao Te, which is the result of deep contemplation of the ideals um, of that which we're seeking, the ideal home, the ideal family, the ideal self, the ideal relationship, the ideal village, hamlet, nation, state, empire, the ideal organization, the ideal uh, structure, or a form that we're seeking to perfect or develop. What is the ideal? Well, obviously it's an ideal. Obviously the structure would be of harmony and of benefit to all or those the constituents of the structure or the organization or the collective. Uh, and it has various benefits <laughs> living in harmony with, with Tao and Tao Te. So we'll see um, the two translations and so let me go. Arthur Whaley first. Tao Te Ching, chapter 55. The impunity, meaning freedom from punishment. The impunity of things fraught with the power, or the, may be likened to that of an infant. Poisonous insects do not sting it, nor fierce beasts seize it, nor clawing birds maul it. Its bones are soft, its sinews weak, but its grip is strong. Not yet to have known the union of male and female, but to be completely formed means that the vital force is at its height. To be able to scream all day without getting hoarse means that the harmony is at its perfection. To understand such harmony is to understand the always so. To understand the always so is to be illumined. But to fill life to the brim is to invite omens if the heart makes calls upon the life breath, rigidity follows. Whatever has a time of vigor also has a time of decay. Such things are against Tao, and whatever is against Tao is soon destroyed. So whatever is against Tao is soon destroyed. <clears throat> whatever uh, is um, out of harmony particularly with the cycles, um, the, the, the importance, what does it mean to be against Tao, right? Against harmony, against balance, against virtue, <laughs> against win-win, <laughs> against love, you can say that, uh, against um, the law, the law, of Tao, the laws of creation are of Tao. If you're against the law, you're against the lawmaker. The lawmaker's not a guy, of course. Uh, the three laws of free will, love, light, are the primary laws that generate light, uh, but generate particularly the laws of causality or karma or the reflectivity of light, 
to me, the law of karma is the reflectivity of intelligent energy or light. It just reflects, itself interplays. And so, um, uh, and therefore, what goes out comes back, particularly. I think, uh, and, and that occurs in a context of um, ever-changing phenomena. Um, who, in which change is um, formal, the form ever changes. Meanwhile, there is something else happening, or there is something else other than change. That's called the deathless. There is the source of phenomena which is prior to the mutable. So there's Tao and uh, the One Infinite Creator, or Satchit Ananda. <laughs> or the Logoic principle of love, or the Logos, um, by which comes light that is mutable, changeable, and therefore in continual, arising, persisting, and passing away. And so the three marks uh, are uh, of the laws of Tao The three marks in Buddhism, three characteristics, Anicca, Dukkha, Anicca, being impermanent or change or changeable or ever mutable anatta being no self which is really insubstantiality which is really the the essential in the, the essential um, lack of uh, eternal self nature to all formations that all that we're perceiving are um, present moment formations a cloud in the sky is a cloud in the sky for a moment for a time um, water, invisible water to our perception presumably <laughs> gathers together into clouds uh, ever changing and shifting and mutable in time the cloud disappears where did it go? Uh, what is the it that went? <laughs> is a cloud a thing? no, it's a temporary it's, it's the word we use for a temporary appearance and so what we call things are actually temporary appearances based in time. The movie Lucy talks about this also, that, that apparent reality or substantiality or apparent solidity, um, the, our experience that we're surrounded by things, is based on um, um, a sort of... Um, substantializing <laughs> or taking the temporary and transitory as uh, persistent and eternal or um, substantial and solid when it's actually just the appearance of a temporary formation, the temporary appearance of an ever-shifting uh, form, a form of light. Now that, you know, that kind of philosophy is... Um, seems very irrelevant but actually I mean irrelevant to personal life but actually one could have that perspective on um, emotion and uh, personal process too and one can rightly use that and, and wrongly use that or do spiritual bypass or do deeper uh, self-healing so if you can't see through it you got to see it through seeing through it or seeing the insubstantial nature of emotional process um, 
is very helpful. <laughs> Done in the right way at the right time, uh, wisely, carefully. And that's seeing through. Uh, not seeing it through by thought and, you know, concept. But seeing the impermanence and the seeing that seeing the insubstantiality, the emptiness, sunyata, the Buddhist principle of sunyata. Uh, these are also aspects of um, Tao or its expression, the expression of Tao into Dauda and the nature of phenomena, right? So a study of phenomenology, spiritual phenomenology uh, or metaphysical phenomenology, um, understanding phenomena, including emotional life, including body, and emotion um, from a metaphysical perspective certainly includes um, a deep contemplation of the three marks, three characteristics in Buddhism. That's very uh, significant <laughs> expression of Tao These three marks of experience or unenlightened mind uh, experiencing, impermanent, ever-changing, and essentially insubstantial or empty of solid of solid true solid um, unchanging essence um, that can be defined true what we call true nature is um, be is sort of an unchanging also but it's beyond the five skandhas and so then it gets very complicated to call nirvana or fully enlightened uh, awareness the deathless um, doesn't mean is not against um, uh, the idea that, that uh, sunyata is a characteristic um, of phenomena it's a characteristic that's perceived by the unenlightened mind when the mind is unenlightened it can be considered um, not experiencing sunyata or experiencing <laughs> The sunyata, truly knowing it as the deathless, um, and seeing, mm, going beyond change, no change, <laughs> let's just say. Going beyond uh, solid, insubstantial, any dichotomy like that, uh, dukkha sukha, the third mark, or empty versus solid, substantial, or impermanent versus permanent, all those dichotomies or dualities of experience or phenomena, they're really not of phenomena, they're of the mind, the unenlightened mind that experiences apparent phenomena. So at that point we're talking about freedom from inner outer and um, the return of awareness to its true nature or its uh, essence. And then all those dichotomies and the three marks are no longer in play, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Anyway... Um, the point here is that um, what and us in harmony with Tao and Tao Da is like an infant, is like a newborn. Uh, and if you look at the characters, they're very hard to figure out, but it's basically, it's very straightforward and they just, both of these guys added a lot of words. Uh, keeping the it Keeping Tao, keeping Da fully or thickly or generously whole. So the first four characters, keep the it generous. Keeping Tao fully or thickly is akin to um, naked, 
naked midnight child sun seed egg small thing. <laughs> it's very strange. It's old, really classical Chinese. It basically means uh, infant. So keeping keeping the fully akin to infant. And then we see these other very, very common uh, literary flourishes of um, freedom from harm that comes with the sage or the enlightened one or the follower of our religion and got all distorted and uh, abused these types of phrases in later centuries in China. But uh, fully fully imbued in Daoda, like an infant, uh, freedom from, and this people got all crazy with this stuff and took it literally, freedom from insects and beasts and clawing birds being super soft and weak but strong. The weakest as the strongest. The least resistant as the most powerful. And that's the sense that, um, I mean, you can, you know, look at a horse, right? The horse is very gentle, generally. Eating grass with an extreme, becoming with a healthy, strong, muscular body. A horse, very strong. Eating grass. If we eat grass, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, akin to um, living in harmony or um, with Dauda, which also means um, highly developed six chakra. Uh, on the outer, it seems extremely weak. The person may seem extremely weak. Uh, and you see some Taoist teachers like this or some uh, Qigong teachers that are very small and seem puny, but actually they have big uh, qi. And so uh, analogy of that one or uh, sage, sagely way, as an infant, as the weakest being the strongest, vital force at its height, like the baby, then what, screaming all day without getting hoarse is uh, perfect harmony? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But um, the point is, uh, departing from that form, that way of being, not to be an infant, but to really understand what such softness and um, deep peace is. Uh, the opposite of that is, uh, as he said, filling life to the brim. And we'll see what D.C. Lao says. Uh, adding, gaining, struggling, striving, conflicting, contesting. The, the uh, thicket of views, contesting and struggling in the thicket of views against people. Uh, ambitious, <laughs> conniving, envious, jealous, all that stuff. It's all the ways of service to self. Uh, shortens one's life and leads to all sorts of conflict but of course yes there's a negative path and some people live long lives the 95 year old fascist so they're all over the place also so it's a little bit more complicated than this portrays but it's true what has a time of vigor has a time of decay this is against Tao what's against Tao is seeking perpetual vigor seeking to be strong all the time rage rage against the dying of the light <clears throat> we should be strong all the time i should be on the top all the time i've got to run for president again i've got to have power i've got to be the president not the vp i've got to be number one i've got to be in the front you know all that kind of stuff um leads to collapse soon <laughs> or eventually 
And so the people who do harm invite harm. <laughs> That's all. You, you make trouble, you're inviting trouble for yourself later down the line, of course. Uh, meanwhile, having a lot of trouble could be a big training and a good help for us um, to move back in greater harmony to true nature. So let me just read D.C. Lao, chapter 55. One who possesses virtue or duh in abundance is comparable to a newborn babe. <clears throat> Poisonous insects will not sting it. Ferocious animals will not pounce on it. Predatory birds will not swoop down on it. Its bones are weak and its sinews supple, yet its hold is firm. It does not know the union of male and female, yet its male member will stir. <laughs> this is because its virility is at its height. It howls all day, yet does not become hoarse. This is because its harmony is at its height. To know harmony is called the constant. To know the constant is called discernment. To try to add to one's vitality is called ill-omened. For the mind to egg on the breath is called violent. A creature in its prime doing harm to the old is known as going against the way. That which goes against the way, or the Tao, will come to an early end. Now, he doesn't know about the negative path and that uh, uh, efficient catalyst using service to self fascist-minded people may well live long lives. Or Genghis Khan uh, is now a shipping clerk in the uh, Orion Federation. Uh, they didn't come to an early end. They graduated into the, the community of demons in higher dimensions. The Ashura community welcomed them as they hit 95% surface itself. Okay, that's also in play, I think. And um, he didn't know about the left-hand path. But for most of the people down here, um, doing harm to the old or uh, dominating, controlling lying, cheating, stealing, abusing, manipulating in some sense, um, they're setting themselves up for great pain in the future. Okay, we know that. And so, again, we see the linkage between um, rich, richly experiencing, it's not quite possessing, you see. <laughs> what do we possess? You possess something? Eh? only a matter of time before everything material we so-called possess we lose so came in naked go out naked and that's why they talk about the one rich in dud in duh right virtue virtue power right the power of virtue and that's really what's the power of virtue well it's a, a very well-developed 246 chakra line among other things and so very well-developed 246 chakra line comes from a very uh, significant uh, focus on love and acceptance and kindness to self and other and increasing faith and trust in what I is or seeking to know true nature which ultimately is spiritualizing mind which um, aligns with higher self which is of six chakra which taps into intelligent energy which is called duh you can say intelligent energy is is Tao duh is the Da of Tao. That's the way I see it. While in intelligent infinity is Tao. So intelligent infinity Tao, intelligent energy 
the or Tao the. Uh, being in harmony with that is uh, 246 chakra line well developed, which equals freedom from massive self-distortion, distorted self-image. How? By getting through one's pain uh, and attachments and mistaken aspects of self-image, inflated, deflated, erased, whatever, um, accepting um, my weakness, <laughs> my inadequacies, my bad patterns or my distortions, my wounding, my um, uh, grasping onto uh, desire and hate and fear and confusion and unwillingness to know and troublemaking for self and other all those things we don't like the shadow accepting that all if much as possible or willing to we wishing to accept its truth and transform it to the higher with love wisdom um, and to be all you can be uh, that very much helps the clearing of two and that's by way of four five and that helps the 246 chakra line. And that allows in the, or intelligent energy, or spiritualizes my body by way of six chakra activation. Based in second chakra blockage clearance. Based on a willingness to go beyond anger. And to call a spade a spade, too. And to see, yeah, some people are liars. Some people are troublemakers. Some people are frauds. Some people, lots of people are fooling themselves. Yeah. But ultimately, that's not as important as my own transformation. Meaning, uh, not stuck on complaining and fro and and criticizing or um, aggressing, um, you know, mentally uh, upset at the distortions of those around us. They'll have to go through their stuff, um, <laughs> but we shouldn't imagine that they're clear, or we should see them clearly. And if they think they're great, and we see that they're highly distorted. All right. And if you can't tell anybody about it, all right. We accept the pain of that loneliness or isolation. So it is. Um, all of that is second, third reg clearing, blockage clearing. And all of that helps the 246 line as well as 1357. And that leads to so-called possessing the in abundance or generous, the generously experiencing the. And that's a kind of impunity. Impunity is terrible translation. The impunity of things fraught with the power. What a terrible translation from Whaley, I'd say. But it, <laughs> so that's where DC Lao seems to get the point. It's very simple. One who possesses virtue in abundance, so it's really not even possessing, right? So it's one um, uh, accepting, <laughs> one allowing, receiving the or Dauda fully, thickly, greatly, is like a infant, newborn babe. That kind of thing is not necessary either. Anyway, uh, there's a certain freedom in it. And there's a certain... Uh, the, the, the protective nature is basically the, the karmic, the merit, or good karma, that comes from living in virtue, harmlessness, trying not to trying to be harmless and uh, open heart to self and other. That leads to a freedom from um, attack to some degree. It's exactly in line with Gautama teaching the four Brahma Viharas 
and the case we just went over, the monk who was bitten in the far the Kali, uh, the Metta Sutta, uh, Karaniya, Karaniya Metta Sutta, the other week, the monk who was bitten to death by a snake in the forest because he uh, was inadequately uh, love-radiant and hadn't practiced metta, loving-kindness, goodwill, we can say. Um, a deep practice of um, loving-kindness, goodwill, sympathy, comp- uh, you know, compassion, sympathy for beings, pain, um, mudita, right, sympathetic joy, and upekka, uh, equanimity, the four Brahma Viharas, uh, that practice or very highly developed heart chakra, which means two, four, six line actually, because the way of <laughs> the way of opening heart, the secret, by the way, the secret to opening heart or green ray, is deeply love your pain and deeply love, uh, deeply know the aspects of your distortion. Deeply know and accept your distortions. Deeply love uh, yourself and comfort yourself in your pain. Deeply love an, an experience. Uh, 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 a deeply love yourself <laughs> in a very open, uncontrolling, uncontrolled experience of um, old wounding and pain. That's fourth ray applied to second ray, or second ray blockage met in fourth ray activation. That is the basis of six. And so, <laughs> meeting oneself and the constituents of distorted self-image and wrong belief, as, and particularly then emotional pain of anger, frustration, hatred, and sorrow, grief, sadness, self-pity, and fear, uh, foggy-mindedness, and um, even self-harming. <clears throat> Uh, meeting all that with unconditional acceptance, love, self-comforting, and the desire to know and understand it more deeply, not avoiding any of um, the pain, the visceral pain, and and a recognition of how distorted our thoughts can be, or beliefs actually are. And that doesn't mean we're all distorted, but the full gamut of distorted beliefs about self, about other, about relationship and values, confused values as well as the visceral body-mind pain of certain blocked emotions. Uh, bringing real love, comfort, open heart, open-minded acceptance, allowance to that, to the self, to the wounded self, to the wounded, painful, damaged self, even though there isn't a solid self. Bringing love, comfort, green ray, open heart to that, to me, to I, to the distorted I. That's the great secret that opens green ray. That's the foundation of Green Ray, as far as I know. And that <laughs> means 2-4 is a big foundation, is a big solid base for 6. That's the way of us Venusians. So, uh, the outer may be weak, but the inner gets strong. Or the outer is gentle, and the inner is uh, strong. So that's the analogy of the newborn babe. Um, importantly, in the... I know time is running here. I can't just go on endlessly. I just want to call to your attention a little point. Uh, to know harmony is called the constant. To know the constant is called discernment. 
this is critical um, from Lao um, um, Whaley called it to understand such harmony or harmony is to understand the always so to understand such harmony or to understand harmony to know harmony what is harmony right harmony is non-dissonance it's euphony it's uh, a lovely sound <laughs> it's it's basically green ray uh, a green ray mind a, a mind of love or green ray um, seeing and knowing and acting through green ray it doesn't mean sitting I love you I love you but um, um, thought word and deed infused with based in um, operating through green ray and that harmony to know that harmony is called the constant um, there's a stability and there's it's that constant is the always so it's basically a kind of um, love it's a green ray taste of emptiness or unity or non-duality and so the always so is the non-dual that which is beyond change right so beyond past present future or polarity what's beyond polarity love is beyond polarity <laughs> real green ray I mean the union of green blue or green indigo the green indigo uh, four six uh, fourth ray sixth ray this this uh, combo is um, very much a taste of the non-dual the eternal the always so the constant and that's what is experienced as we more fully focus on knowing harmony and living harmony that's the constant that's the always so uh, to know it um, is discernment <laughs> to understand what it's all about so to know harmony is called the constant to know the constant called discernment so by discernment we know that harmony is um, non-dual or harmony or green ray or what love is is a taste of um, Godhead is a taste of uh, forever a taste of the logos in a sense all right 56 Tao Te Ching all right now this undercuts everything <laughs> 56 uh, and this is again a um, nod to Taoist yoga meditative tradition uh, well um, well founded among those forest dwellers and in the mountains of China Western China particularly 2500 years ago those who know do not speak those who speak do not know block the passages shut the doors let all sharpness be blunted all tangles untied all glare untempered or tempered all dust smoothed this is called the mysterious leveling he who has achieved it cannot be either cannot either be drawn into friendship or repelled cannot be benefited cannot be harmed cannot either be raised or humbled and for that very reason is highest of all creatures under heaven highest is beyond polarity <laughs> high is low when the mind is um, when the mind sees only polarity 
and doesn't know the constant, when one only knows duality and has no taste of the non-dual, then one thinks that the high is not low, <laughs> because, hey, it's high, it's not low, right? Actually, it's the high-low, and the low is the low-high, and that's another secret, and Heraclitus knew that very well. <clears throat> the upward path and the downward path, the upward-downward path, the path is upward-downward, actually means that uh, this is the identity of polarities. Hey, hey, back to that. So non-duality, how is the two one? Because the two exists, what we call the two, is a division of a unified whole uh, in which there's continual alternation uh, or vibration <clears throat> between what is considered the two ends or the two positions of that polarity. Day-night, high-low, spiritual, material, um, good-bad, pleasure-pain. That's why Gautama called the, the eight worldly winds, not the four. The eight worldly winds associated with plus-minus or good-bad um, pertaining to body, pertaining to mind, pertaining to life or social interaction or relationship. <clears throat> the eight worldly winds come together. They're basically four sets of two. And so each of those polarities is actually a, a single um, field in its alternation. It's a uh, continuum or a field a continuum uh, from one to the other, right? From one end to the other, like pleasure, pain, or gain and loss, or praise and blame, or honor, dishonor. Okay. So those are four sets of two, <clears throat> four polarities associated with, you know, <laughs> uh, positive and negative affect or feeling or preference, uh, preferred and unpreferred, wanted, unwanted, in the realms of physical, material, mental, social, interpersonal relationship. Uh, but each is of... Uh, each is um, e each point of the polarity uh, is inseparable from its opposite, and so there's no pleasure without pain. There's no pain without pleasure. There's no gain without loss. There's no praise without blame. There's no honor without dishonor. They're intrinsically of an identity because of their uh, unity in a continuum. That that up the the road that goes from the bottom of the hill to the top, <clears throat> because it goes from the bottom to the top, cannot have either without the other. There cannot be a top of the road without a bottom of the road, uh, where there's a road going from the bottom to the top. So what we call the bottom, yeah, sure, it's the bottom, but it's only the bottom by virtue of there being a top. There's only a top by virtue of there being a bottom or a low and a high and a high and a low. <clears throat> Likewise, um, when one finds the constant, this is, you know, seeking, non, seeking to know the non-dual um, as, a, as a harmonization of the polarities of duality. <clears throat> and so this is very Heracletian, and uh, finding the constant is finding what's beyond any or change but it's not a thing. That's, all the things are polarized. 
that's the point um, the the forms of light are all of a polarity and so yeah you can say how about the law of karma is that a point of a polarity perhaps so absolutely because there's the pre-causal the non-causal the trans-causal what's outside causality well that's outside light <laughs> that's the pre-vibrational or pre-luminal I'd say so <clears throat> uh, um, in general it's certainly the case that, that um, those who speak a lot uh, have a reason for speaking a lot I mean what's my reason I'm a bad guy I don't know I like speaking a lot or I like speaking cool that means I don't know anything I don't know maybe compared to those who know more or those or my future I know nothing nearly nothing absolutely and those who speak don't know or those who know don't speak well knowing the, the as far as I know <laughs> as I can speak um, the highest so-called highest or most subtle or most formless or most non-dual that I know experiences that I know uh, are unspeakable actually the the that which is most subtle and of formlessness the higher you know six seventh dimensional um, experiences of sunyata or what may be the deathless or non-duality uh, uh, impermanent you know the <clears throat> anatta or emptiness of any um, apparently experientially substantive subjectivity <laughs> Sub, uh, apparently sub, substantive or solidified um, selfhood freedom from that experiencing of a freedom from that freedom for you know experience of anatta um, is very unspeakable <laughs> it's unspeakable meaning you can't talk about it <clears throat> I mean I can talk about it but the talking isn't it it's pointing the finger to the moon as the Buddhist would say so we can point the finger to the moon but it ain't the moon we can talk about a thing. Uh, there's a famous uh, Chinese Zen saying, to, to speak of a thing is to miss the mark. And so the Chinese Chan, they know that. So I'm just speaking and speaking and speaking. But you know, you can actually uh, change the mind. It's called, um, <clears throat> it's called Yana Yoga. This is Yana Yoga, baby. And so Yana Yoga is transforming the mind by way of the mind. Raja Yoga or the meditative yoga or limb uh, yoga limb ashtanga uh, raja yoga as um, a term in hinduism for the meditative techniques as a path to seven chakra mind body spirit transformation <clears throat> is basically empty opening mind emptying mind allowing mind to be um, spacious and um, unformed and unforming meaning not by way of mental formations or chitta not not amping up chitta um, using freedom from chitta to transform the seven raja yoga uh, yana yoga is actually refining chitta to be free of attachment to chitta <laughs> or using mind to realize the emptiness of mind it does go well with meditation of course <laughs> and without it one has one gets stuck in chitta Chit. so <clears throat> uh, but in general <laughs> those who speak the most know the least often and the deeper knowing or the higher knowing or the most subtle knowings 
uh, gnosis, right? It really is unspeakable, absolutely. What's the technique? Block the passages, not black the passages. Block the passages, shut the doors, the seven, the six sense doors, obviously. The passages, the doors. Six, five body senses and the six. Let sharpness be blunted. This is very Taoist. <clears throat> and um, this is why I used to think that Taoism is higher than Buddhism, but it's just, um, it's just coming from the top down, while Buddhism is very much helping us go from a lower higher, from the bottom up, or from a lower position of um, understanding to the transcendental. This is sort of explaining the transcendental straight up. Let sharpness be blunted, all tangles untied, glare tempered, dust smoothed. These are all um, distorted uh, conditions of mind uh, and perception and attitude, right? Um, brightness without glare is the tempering of glare. Brightness without glare is a, a Taoist or uh, Yijing phrase. Very, very Taoist, whether it comes from Yijing or not. <clears throat> um, uh, and you can see some people um, have a glareful spirituality. <laughs> you look at them and are like, huh, yeah, I'm clear, hi. <sighs> They're very wide-eyed and um, boring, boring the eyes in to the other. They think that's uh, awakening. But no, not really. Look at Weibu Sayadaw. Look at Weibu Sayadaw. That's a face that shows sharpness blunted, tangles untied, glare tempered, dust smooth. The dust of uh, chitta or mm, unnecessary mental activity. The glare of seeking to see and know. The tangles of belief and opinion. And the, the sharpness of attitude and of... Uh, forms of speech and relationship <clears throat> uh, taking it easy take it easy greasy said uh, big youth this is called mysterious leveling big youth was a big fan was I was a big fan of big youth in high school with the gold tooth he said if you're not a rebel then you must be a devil if you and if you're not a rebel then you must be a devil and um, I think he's a great guy he was on my on my um, graduation page, with, along with Mr. Pickle. <clears throat> so he has achieved. <laughs> uh, this is the mysterious leveling. Uh, all of these strange, the leveling of Mr. Pickle, John of Patmos, and Big Youth. Mm -mm -mm. Um, he who has achieved this mysterious leveling, it's basically. Um, um, a non a freedom uh, trans judgmentalism freedom from judgment as a, also a freedom from striving it's a very much an expression of wu wei when when there's real understanding of wu wei non action or non forced non artifice <laughs> um, or authenticity <laughs> true authenticity you know function expressing being um, being well as is or seeking to be well as is and being authentic um yeah i have these distortions um but that's not all i is this kind of thing um this does get rid of sharpness tangles and glare and dust um don't strive too hard <laughs> don't you know keep seeking but but don't get stuck in seeking don't make seeking another distortion and 
keep your seeking in balance. Uh, don't become a religious zealot. Uh, this idea he's achieved this can't be drawn into friendship or repelled. It, it's a some it's a kind of freedom. Again, it's a, a freedom from attachment to seeking, and and a um, wellness as is, as far as I can know it, as far as I do know it. <clears throat> uh, therefore, one is not pining for friendship, nor uh, put off by those who reject us, or those that we don't have relationship with. Cannot be benefit, cannot be harmed, cannot be raised or humbled, mean put up or put down. Um not seeking in polarity mm. non transpolar seeking Ooh. spiritual seeking beyond polarity mm. not seeking high states because you're inevitably going to have disappointment and crash uh, not seeking to be well as is all the time <laughs> seeking to be here now as Ram Dass said you got it be here now great great teaching uh, be here now. I mean, beautiful teaching, perfect teaching. He's, um, he got it from his teacher, who was a very high being and very humble, and very, um, very cool. <clears throat> Ram Das's teacher. So, that's not Ram Das. That's his teacher. I forget the guy's name. The guy had a beard, a stubbly beard. He was very, very, very mellow fellow, and very achieved. I would imagine. So, <clears throat> anyway, let's go to <laughs> DC Lao 56, and i got to get out of here. Sorry to bother you by talking so long. One who knows does not speak. One who speaks does not know. Block the openings. Shut the doors. Blunt the sharpness. Untangle the knots. Soften the glare. Let your wheels move only along old ruts. This is known as mysterious sameness. Hence, you cannot get close to it, nor can you keep it at arm's length. You cannot bestow benefit on it, nor can you do it harm. You cannot ennoble it, nor can you debase it. Therefore, it is valued by the empire. <clears throat> so, always we see, uh, I see, Lao um, did some translation and... Uh, Clearly, his struct, his his layout is a whole lot better. He puts them, he lays it out very well, better than Whaley, I'd say, and he translates some things much more simply, <clears throat> and doesn't flourish as much as Mr. Arthur Whaley, the British fellow, who uh, you know was a great guy in his own way, and everybody's got their distortions. <clears throat> Meanwhile, uh, I'm not sure if being valued by the Empire is really what was intended here um, in the sense of the uh, the last line that it doesn't have to be read that way uh, what the difference here is uh, we see the same recommendation on what is basically a meditation technique <clears throat> and a way of living <clears throat> it, realizing that getting and losing go together realizing that having and losing or um, gain and loss are of uh, 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 of a single nature, and upward downward, or clear unclear, or high and low. Knowing that those experiences are inextricably 
bound together or of a unified whole in each case, the identity of polarity, the identity of ends or points of a polarity, um, one seeks to be beyond polarity. Ha, you know, better to be free of desire than to attain all your desires. Now, of course, generally, after one has attained all one's desires or lots of one's desires, one is increasingly desireless. <clears throat> if one realizes that the attainment of desire is not as good as freedom from desire. Freedom from desire, or truly being well as is, right? Being here now, uh, being superior in many cases, I mean, you know, in some sense, or ultimately, essentially, being here now better than <clears throat> achieving this desire, that desire, because it all is impermanent. That's the point. It's Im empty and impermanent. It, there's, damn right there's sukkah, and it's sukkah dukkah. There's dukkah dukkah and sukkah dukkah. And so, fine, have your sukkah dukkah. We have our sukkah dukkah. We like it. Uh, and it's impermanent and empty. Okay. Eventually, <laughs> I usually in late sixth density, <clears throat> beings are finished with that and tired of that and say, okay, I want to be free of sukkah dukkah or this sukkah, which is essentially not Godhead yet. I want to go into the light. I want to fly into the heart of the sun. And so it's enough with this dancing. I'd like to fly into the source of light. <clears throat> when that's known, um, one realizes the way of mysterious sameness. Uh, and the second to last, or uh, where Whaley, the second to last section, if we call it that, where Whaley talks about <clears throat> the person who has done this leveling or appreciates freedom from polarity or true the the authenticity of being here now um and can be well as is that person not being drawn into or taken or you know not being subject to polarities of gain and loss or high and low or close or distant <clears throat> uh, Lao says that it's not, Lao reads it, translates it not as that person who's living in accord with Tao Da, having those experiences or being free of those polarities, but the nature of Tao Da or the nature of this sameness, the nature of um, that, uh, the experience of that nature, not for a person, but it's it's the nature, the description of its nature, rather than the description of the person having the experience of that nature if you know what I'm saying. But it's actually the same. <laughs> so, but it, um, the, the, the transpolar, transpolarized nature of Wu Wei, of being here now, of mysterious sameness, of realizing the identity of polarities and realizing that there's something greater than <clears throat> eternal uh, bouncing between points of the polarity, high and low, and this and that, which is basically desire, experience, and fresh arising desire. Uh, moving out of the phase of experience to higher innocence, as Blake would say. Uh, <clears throat> its nature, uh, what it is, you can't hold it, you can't keep it away, uh, you can't. it can't be added to or subtracted from it cannot be raised or lowered. It cannot be modified because it's formless. 
<clears throat> it's actually beyond formless even. And so it is essential and beyond, it's the deathless. I mean, it's another way of talking about that. And the sage seeks to live that, uh, to live tadin, <laughs> such, as we say, tatagata, the such come one. Um, the great sage seeks to live such. Uh, and that comes out as being here now. And a f a increasing disinterest in the high and low, or the high, uh, the good, the getting, the preferables of polarity the preferables or the prefer preferences uh, seeking to acquire the preferables which are simply uh, one point of a polarity inevitably uh, tied to the opposite that is unsought or rejected uh, increasingly dis in disenchanted with that whole situation <clears throat> anyway I hope this was useful Next time we pick up at 57, 57 is also um, pretty solid, and we get more back to the ruler, Ugg, um, and um, the integration of the ruler and the uncarved block, which is also very interesting. So I hope you can appreciate Dao and Dao Da more, and bringing in all the different um, sources that have some bearing on this um, understanding. Uh, of practice and achievement and um, how this is really beyond polarity. Anyway, thank you again. I hope you're well. Take good care and good night.